What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast presented by Nenny and Associates. I'm your host, Jim Schaefer. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, Nenny and Associates is an executive search firm focused on the building efficiency industry, hence why we named the podcast the way that we did. And simply put, we help our clients find the right talent. And each week we sit down with leaders from the industry to discuss their backgrounds, how they got started, and where they see the industry heading. We also get to know our guests and find out what drives them to be successful. And on today's episode, episode 33, we sit down with Jesse Weisberg, who is the co-founder and chief commercial officer with Build. Super interesting episode here, learning about Jesse's journey as an entrepreneur. I always love hearing those stories. And, And we, of course, discuss how Build is going to market today and the types of clients they specialize in partnering with. And be sure to stick around until the end to hear about the concept, how the concept of winning is really what motivates Jesse to get out of bed in the morning. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to our channel and consider downloading this episode in future episodes. This is the only way that we can track how many people are listening. So if you're one of those people who are streaming the episodes, I urge you to consider hitting that download button instead. And if you're getting value from these episodes, which I hope you are, please share it and leave a five-star review. Now we think you're really gonna enjoy this conversation between Jesse and I, so let's drop in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast. Today we're sitting down with Jesse Weisberg, who is the co-founder and chief commercial officer with Build. Jesse, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jim. Yeah, I'm glad we made this happen. I know we were talking a, a couple of weeks ago and you were in process of figuring out how to get married virtually in this crazy virtual COVID world that we're in. So uh, I got to ask you, can you give us an update on that? Yeah, yeah. So if there's one thing I've learned from 2020, it's uh, that you have to swing with with the punches here. So uh, originally, we were supposed to get married in Puerto Rico, and we delayed that to 2022. But we were going to get married with just our our family, uh, our media family in Virginia, which is where I'm sitting today. I'm typically in Austin. And uh, unfortunately, we had to cancel that uh, ceremony due to some further restrictions. However, we did elope virtually in Texas via via Zoom, which is how you know we're connecting here today. And uh, if that doesn't sum up 2020, I you know I don't know what does. But we're married, we're happy, and and we're excited. That's awesome. Well, uh, adaptation, right? Just uh, just adjusting and adapting. That's uh, that's what it's forced everyone to do. So uh, that's cool. Very good. All right. Yeah, so before we uh, before we get into uh, to build and and everything that you guys are doing today, could you tell us about your your background? Maybe just you know, where you're from and then how you got started in uh, your career? Yeah. So I'll try to spin through this relatively quickly. I am originally from Annapolis, Maryland, and went to college um, not too far away, University of Delaware. After University of Delaware, I I really wanted to experience a different part of the country. And I picked up and I moved to San Francisco. Didn't know anyone in San Francisco and and really just wanted to kind of challenge myself and and get out of my, um, you know, my comfort zone, so to speak. From that point, you know, really spent my whole career in some vertical within finance and construction. Started out in low-income housing equity investing, uh, so like large-scale low-income housing developments in, in cities. Moved on to Bank of America. I was there during the financial crisis, and you know that was that was a, a pretty tough time. Got to see firsthand the impact that 2008 had on on business owners. And then from there, moved on to consumer lending with a focus on solar and, um, and home improvement loans and working with contractors who were 
you know, pitching homeowners on going solar or doing upgrades to their HVAC and and so forth. And uh, firsthand, it's all the struggles that, you know, contractors have. And as it relates to growing their business, cash flow, working with banks. And um, and then that brought me to uh, to build where where I am today. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about the uh, the, the genesis of, of build, you know, why you and your co-founder started the company. And then maybe just tell us a little bit about how you guys are going market today. Yeah, so I can uh, I can dive a little bit deeper. Yeah. So while uh, at my previous startup and uh, my co-founder, Chris, and I were both two of the first um, employees of, over at this company, it's called Dividend Finance. And the strategy was to, uh, the go-to-market strategy was to work with residential solar and home improvement contractors who were pitching, you know, homeowners at the kitchen table to, to go solar. And um, when they pitched the, the homeowner, you know, the value of, of the solar system, they would then, you know, inquire how they plan to purchase a system and, and would pitch our financing at the time, which, which is dividend finance. We, uh, we quickly noticed that contractors had uh, an issue related to purchasing their, their materials. You know, they work with their building material suppliers. They may or may not have terms. And at the end of the day, whether they had terms or, or they weren't able to um, get approved for terms with their building material supplier, it was never really enough to facilitate their, their growth. So, you know, this is where really the, the idea started that um, no one was really focused on helping commercial contractors, you know, from a, from a uh, financing perspective. And we, saw, we just saw a huge opportunity there. And, and that's really how we, um, how we started build. You know, we saw an opportunity to work with uh, commercial construction with all, within all the verticals with, within commercial and really an opportunity to build products specifically for specialty contractors. You know, there are a lot of products out there for general contractors, um, but no one is really focused on help helping the small to medium size uh, subs. And and that's really you know that's that's really what we're focused on. So our first product is uh, it's a material financing product. 120 days alleviate their cash flow. You know, generally it takes about 80 ish days for a contractor to get paid and. It really helps them bridge bridge that gap. Um, so that's kind of you know build at a at a very high level. And we started the company in twenty November of twenty eighteen. So you know we're just coming up on um, about two years or or so, and um, you know it's been uh, pretty exciting. Yes. Yeah, so what would be like the ideal type of customer? When you mentioned specialty contractor, you talked about your background in, in solar and finance. So who would be like a, an ideal specialty type contractor for you guys? Like a $7 million in annual, you know, solar contractor or electrical contractor. Maybe they're doing a, a ton of, you know, LED up, upgrades in a commercial building. Okay. Um, you know, so we do a lot, uh, you know, hospitality, uh, hospital setting, you know, state projects, you know, traditional, you know, apartment buildings. I mean, you, you really name it, you, you can name it and, and we're probably in, involved in um, some sort of project similar to this, but it's really, I would say any contractor that's looking to grow their business and they're handcuffed just by their ability to, to cash flow, you know, the, the future growth. Okay. So they got the job orders, they got the opportunities, but they're just having trouble with their suppliers is yeah, on the financing yeah. side, getting, getting, getting paid. It, it, exactly. Because, okay. you know, these contractors likely have, you know, anywhere from, 
you know, a handful to, to a dozen different jobs going on at any given time. And they're constantly robbing Peter to, to pay Paul. So cash is constantly moving from one project to the next. Hmm. And they're always just kind of uh, spinning the hamster wheel, so to speak. So they don't really have a solution that lines up with the, the project timeline and hmm. the payments associated with the project timeline in the same way that a, that a developer would go out and get bank financing and the bank is the bank is going to release draws, you know, along the way. Um, the contractor, the sub, the specialty contractor, doesn't have access to similar similar capital. Got it. Okay, so it sounds like you guys found a little niche market here in, in uh, specialty contracting, LED, solar. Uh, that that's and that's kind of why the the genesis of the company and how it started. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And that's and we cool. take a little bit of a different approach. We're hundred percent project based. So okay, you know. Um, we dive into the project and this takes us a, you know, a matter of, of hours, right? We're not, we're not like a bank, which will take anywhere from, you know, two to six weeks, depending on the size of the bank to turn around and answer. It's not bank of America anymore. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Not bank of America anymore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I wanted to just hop on, on a sidetrack here. So you guys started the company two years in, I would imagine as, as an entrepreneur, co-founder of this company, everything's gone smoothly the entire time and everything that you planned out <laughs> went exactly the way that you planned. I mean, maybe just uh, let's just hover out for a second. I'm always curious yeah. to get uh, an entrepreneur's journey. You know, what are maybe just some of the challenges that you guys have gone through over the last year or two? And, and what have you learned just in this short period of time? Yeah. So um, if we take a step back, I yeah. mentioned early on that the dividend, you know, we really focused on a, a channel partnership approach regarding go-to-market. So we were working with these contractors throughout the U.S. and our end customer was was the homeowner. When we launched Build, we went to market with a similar strategy, which is, which was partnering with the building material suppliers to access their customers, their commercial specialty contractors. And, um, you know, we were seeing, we were seeing a little bit of success with this, but not to the extent that we hoped. And the sales cycle was much longer than we anticipated. So, you know, we, we have investors and there's, of course, some pressure there. So we uh, immediately started testing a few different things. And what we quickly realized was, you know, through our own direct marketing efforts, you know, through the social plat- platforms, you know, uh, search and display network and all these different things, we were able to actually acquire a, a customer at a much more efficient, in a much more efficient manner. You know, it, it cost us less. It was much faster. We could control the dialogue a lot more, and um, that was very surprising because we just we just did not anticipate that, and and that's really how we were able to facilitate the growth over the last two years, as we've been also building up demand now with the building material suppliers, which we still think is the long term, you know, um, success of of the company will will be attached to the hip to to you know both the suppliers and and the and the contractors. Got it. Okay. So let's keep pulling on this thread as you guys continue to, to look to the future, right? As, as a visionary, looking at the industry, where the company's going, where the industry's heading. Let's look at it from the context, the next five or 10 years. I mean, where do you see your niche industry heading and where do you see Build participating in that? Well, you know, we've been a first mover um, in, in this market. Material financing didn't exist be, before Build. And um, you know, that has given us the opportunity to 
uh, you know, move very quickly. But at the same time, we, we've spent a lot of time educating the market and we're going to have to invest a lot more, more into this. So uh, we are starting to see a, a few folks pop up, which I think is great. I mean, when you're talking about a $1.3 trillion industry, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of room for, for some folks to get involved there. But I think as um, other businesses start to enter the market and understand how we're thinking about risk, there just won't be a material financing product. There'll be other type of financing that becomes more readily available to contractors. Maybe it's labor financing. Maybe it's um, you know pay app financing, uh, and then traditional things like equipment financing. But I think there there will just be a different spin on how finance companies are thinking about risk as it kind of uh, transfers over to thinking about the project rather than just the the entity the, the you know the company the contractor that's really where i see uh where i see things um going in, in one degree in an, in another manner you know, i think there's a huge opportunity to disrupt the um you know how how supply, building material suppliers and contractors are transacting it's very antiquated today. I mean, it's via check. Uh, a lot of it is via check. Um, even credit cards, it's a pretty painful process. Suppliers aren't keeping credit cards on file and there's security issues. So um, I think there's a lot of opportunity to streamline how they're how they're transacting with each other. Okay, cryptocurrencies then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that, is that worth yeah. blockchain technology, right? Whether I know you know, we get a whole conversation about Bitcoin. I'm not an expert there, but like the whole cryptocurrency model, that that's gotta be where our entire economy is headed. Maybe not five, ten years from now. I mean, is that what you're referring to? Or you think no, it's different? Well, well, I think that's probably um a little ahead of the construction industry. The construction industry okay. generally lags from a technology uh, perspective. Fair enough. Fair and enough. I could absolutely see it going there. Um, but you know, I, I think it's probably one one step at a time, and and uh, yeah, that's probably more like twenty years off rather than all five right, to ten. All right, all right, don't want to get don't want to get sidetracked here. All right, well, good good stuff. All right, so uh, so yeah, thanks for giving us the the overview there. I think that uh, that absolutely makes sense, and I don't think it's a coincidence. I mean, like more and more guests that we're having on the podcast here, this uh, this energy financing, structured financing theme has continued to get woven into these conversations. So. Uh, yeah, it's super, super relevant. And I'm glad we're able to make this happen. So what I wanted to do here was just transition the last part of the show and ask you the same four questions that I ask to every guest who comes on. And I wanted to start off here and ask you, Jesse, what are your daily non-negotiables? The, so one, one that I like to hit home every day is just, um, you know, start off the day accomplishing something. And that's generally trying to get uh, some sort of workout in. And I, you know, if I can get in 30 minutes, that's, that's enough for, for me to kind of chalk that up to, to a win difficult right now because of, uh, COVID and, um, and, and so forth. And, you know, you don't have access to, to the same things, but figuring out a, a way to make do there. So, um, I generally, if I start out the day with a, with a workout, it, it's going to be a good day. Uh, cause it, it can't really go downhill from there. You've already probably accomplished one of the the biggest hurdles of, of the day. Yeah. hundred percent agree with you on that one. I try to do the, the same thing myself. So, uh, so I think that's, that's a good one. And what advice would you give to your 22 year old self? You're graduating from university of Delaware, the blue hens. Yeah. I mean, this might be a little cliche, but it's, it, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. 
you know, every experience builds upon upon the last, whether it's favorable or whether it was it was difficult. Um, you know, I, I think back to the the pillars of my career and every single one of them has led me to to where I am today. So just focusing on, you know, especially in your 20s, just being that sponge and, and absorb as much as you can, work as hard as you can, because that will set you up for for the next, you know, few chapters of, of your life. And it's difficult if, if you don't lay the foundation up front. Yeah, that's great advice there. And what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning besides getting a workout in? I'm going to say uh, <laughs> I've actually done uh, my, my company recently um, contracted with a consulting firm who does behavior analysis. And this is something that we now use for, uh, for hiring and for just understanding the folks on our team. And um, my, my number one, and, I, and I'll kind of unpack this because if I just say the, the one word, it might, it might come across and not the clearest the way, but it's really, uh, it's really winning. And when I say winning, I think about, you know, obviously personally, I think about uh, my employees, I think about the company, our, our investors and, and our customers. And, and, you know, winning is, is different, you know, depending on who I'm thinking about. My personal perspective, obviously, you know, I want to contribute to society. I want to be successful. Um, you know, our customers, I want to bring them products that are really going to help them help them grow. I want to build an environment where, you know, all of our employees are excited to come to work. They're excited to contribute to what we're building. And at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're, um, we're helping out our investors reach the, the returns that they're, that they're expecting. Yeah, that that really is what motivates me is is making sure that you know all the different kind of members within my personal ecosystem are are uh, you know kind of winning. That that really is it. Well, it makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. And last question here: What do you want your lasting legacy to be? Oh man, you know I, I set out early on. Um, Let's say early on, I'm, I'm really alluding to college here that I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to eventually be an entrepreneur and uh, contribute to, you know, building businesses and, and building uh, and, and building jobs. And, um, you know, this is the, my first venture where, uh, you know, I've really I've really co-founded it. But um, I really just want to continue doing this, uh, you know, continue building cool products that help people. and. Um, and kind of, you know, just continue to deliver on, you know, what, what I set for myself in regards to, to goals. And, you know, that translates into success around the people around me. And I think at the end of the day that I talk about winning, but when you see the people around you grow, whether it's within your company or, or they leave your company and, and, you know, they end up in positions of leadership, you know, there's nothing more satisfying than, uh, than that. And I think the older I get, you know, as you create that network and ecosystem around you, um, that's just something you can be super, super proud of. And I'm excited to see how that continues to to progress. Well, I think that's a perfect way to, to wrap up the show here. So, Jesse, thanks a lot for the time. Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Uh, thank you for having me. All right. All right, there you have it, episode 33 with Jesse Weisberg. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did enjoy it, please be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever 
you enjoy listening to your favorite podcast. We hope you're sharing this with your friends and colleagues as well. And one last thing that I would ask, if you have any future guests in mind from the industry who'd be interested in coming on the podcast, please reach out to me. We'd love to hear from you loyal listeners. So until next time, I'm Jim Schaefer, and we'll catch you on the next episode.